Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Any Given Sunday kickoff show, where we look at what's next for the Cleveland Browns. We are part of the Fanatical Elves Network and Fans First Network. Tune in now. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Any Given Sunday kickoff show. We are part of the Fanatical Elves Network, and welcome aboard on this Sunday evening. Hope everybody is doing well, wherever you're listening from. If you're listening to this tonight or maybe tomorrow morning on your ride to work or school, we appreciate you tuning in to our network. I'm your host tonight, John Suchan, and we have a great podcasting network here, part of Fans First Sports Network. We are supported by a number of contributors. I also contribute and write for various periodicals, Cleveland Sports Talk being one of those, write for Dog Pound Daily, Northeast Ohio Sports Insiders. Um, we've got a plethora of great contributors to this network at all times, from Joel Cade, Elliot Cannell, Steve Gill. We've got Rod Bloom. We've got, a, a, like I said, a great group of guys who contribute every week and bring you the very latest in Cleveland Browns news. And it's been a continuing to be a full, busy training camp for the team. They had today, Sunday, a uh, practice. It was one of their few Sunday training camp practices so the fans were out in full force i happened to be up in cleveland no not cleveland in canton ohio yesterday because i was a former cleveland uh, browns backers president out there in wichita kansas part of the oz chapter if you are a browns backer i happened to be their president for several years and the current president uh josh he uh, invited me a while back to attend some of the festivities in Cleveland. The Browns put on a great programming uh, weekend of just um, nonstop Cleveland Browns 
things that are just awesome. It started on Thursday evening. They had the uh, they watched the preseason game against the Philadelphia Eagles at a local sports uh, establishment there in the Bria area Friday night. Then they were they had a dinner for Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas spoke at this event, signed autographs, took pictures with the Browns backers presidents. Awesome stuff. Saturday, the Browns had their Browns backers go down to Canton, Ohio, to the Hall of Fame, where uh, I had an opportunity to attend that. Just a great environment, great atmosphere. If you love football, you got to get down to Canton, Ohio, to see the Hall of Fame. They're just expanding that uh, museum and everything around it uh, just tremendously. So while they were doing that, there was actually high school football games going on there at the stadium. Uh, Canton McKinley, uh, various other teams, Hoban, uh, Canton Hoban was playing down there. They were playing teams from out of state. I understand teams, state champions from Indiana, Kentucky, and a few other places. From the sounds of it, the uh, Ohio teams dominated the weekend and I believe won all the games. So it just goes to show how how great the football uh, teams are here in the state of Ohio and uh, why we have some of the best uh, student-athletes in the world. So um, that went on. And then today the Browns backers presidents had an opportunity to go over to Berea again for the Browns training camp, which was really awesome. And the Browns really uh, had a great practice. There were little tidbits of news here and there today. Uh, Traditionally, I might do a training camp episode, but we're going to consolidate this into our any given Sunday kickoff show as we look forward to this week as the Browns are going to battle the Kansas city chiefs next Saturday over an arrowhead. Um, but today Deshaun Watson looked pretty good. He hit several players on touchdowns, including Amari Cooper. Um, you, uh, lots of other little, uh, little situations that went on today. Jordan Wilkins, um, was recently picked up. I know his last name is Wilkins. I might have the first name incorrect. He was a running back that's been in the NFL a little bit. The Browns picked him up a week ago, and it sounds like he got a lot of the second reps uh, in camp today and probably will be starting in the game on Saturday. We might Demetric Felton, even though he was the star of the Hall, uh, Hall of Fame game a couple weeks ago and whatnot, um, you know, I just don't know if there's a spot for him going forward in that 53-man roster. Steady Eddie, Kevin Stefanski, did mention that the Brown starters, or the, the most of them would be uh, playing probably close to the first half. They talked about 20 to 25 possessions, and if you break it down, that might take them to the end of the first half. We'll see how the Browns do, if they're successful, if they have any struggles they might stay in a little bit longer against kansas city the chiefs will be bringing their starters in too i doubt we're going to see nick chubb i doubt we're going to see miles garrett but we'll probably see deshaun watson and a few other uh, important players i'm i'm interested to see if amari cooper plays um i'm going to say probably not now right now the wide receiver room is really interesting to talk about I wrote an article uh, today for Fans First um, Network here about Austin Watkins. Now, Austin Watkins was drafted, or not, oh, he went undrafted back in 2021. 
the Browns picked him up a couple weeks ago before the Jets game in the Hall of Fame. And Austin Watkins had played for the Birmingham Stallions of the USFL most recently. And I do recall uh, watching him. I believe he caught a touchdown pass in that championship game. He ended up catching, I think they said, 15 passes for about 197 yards, including that touchdown catch uh, when he was playing for the Birmingham Stallions. The Browns picked him up, and he has been nothing short of spectacular. And he's one of the handful of players that we can't stop talking about in Cleveland. And legitimately, he's doing some things that have to be recognized. He caught seven passes in the game the other night for 139 yards and a touchdown. That's not just normal. Seven catches for 139 yards. Now, if he caught five catches for 60 yards, we've seen those things from other players that have been trying to make the Browns roster as a wide receiver, but get cut in that, the, those final cuts. Now, interestingly enough, the, these cuts aren't coming like they have in the past. The uh, NFL has changed that to where I think, I believe all the cuts are happening at the same time. So we're all waiting with bated breath here in a, a week or two to see uh, who's going to end up being in that, that final group. Austin Watkins has really earned that um, earn that that role. Let's break for a minute. We'll talk a little bit about more about Austin Watkins and and the uh, Browns, and uh, we'll be right back after we uh, pause for these commercials. Okay, we are back here on the Fanatical Elves Network, part of Fans First Sports Network, and we are talking about. Uh, Austin Watkins. Austin Watkins is just been spectacular and doing everything in his power to try to make this team. And I think he's made it. If if the Browns decide to cut this kid or try to put him on the practice squad at the last minute, some other NFL team is going to jump at getting him. You can't catch seven passes for 139 yards in a preseason game and not be not catch the attention of most of the rest of the NFL. This kid, he's very interesting. He wasn't drafted. He, he played back in the 2018, 2019. He's 25 years old. 20, uh, 2019 season was really his best. He, I think he had 57 receptions for just a tad under 1100 yards total and six touchdowns. 2020 came along. They had the pandemic. The season was shortened. He didn't have nearly that many receptions or uh, total yards. And then when they got to the draft in 2021, he went undrafted. He was first signed by the San Francisco 49ers, played with them for a few months, and then got released at toward the end of camp then. That followed up by getting picked up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for like a week or two, and then they cut him before he did anything. Then he went to the Canadian uh, Football League and played for Saskatchewan and was with them for a week before finding himself back in the USFL. He played uh, for the Memphis Showboats for a little bit, and then this past year he got picked up by the Birmingham Stallions. Now, when he was in college prior to going to – he went to UAB. That's where he uh, had his successful 2019 season prior to that. He had grown up in Fort in Florida, went to Fort Myers or, or that area, high school, 
went all the way out to Dodge City, Kansas. Now, I lived in Kansas for 26 years. I know where Dodge City is. Kansas and many of these schools in that, you know, um, Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Nebraska area, JUCO is a huge bit there. In Wichita, in outside of um, can in outside of Wichita, there's a Butler Community College. There's Hutch JUCO, which is just up the the highway, and Dodge City, and there's other other schools out there too. Lots of other programs. So this kid went out there and he played for Dodge City, which and there there were de- decent uh, community college out there. And from there he got back. He went back to UAB. I'm wondering, you know, grades and such that when he came out of uh, um, high school, if that was some factor in his decision making. Not sure, but speculating he was. They say he was recruited by a number of Mac schools like Bowling Green, Akron, and then he chose to go to UAB. So, anyway, the kid's here. He's 25 years old, and he's just lighting it up. I mean, what he did the other night in Philadelphia, I granted it's against very, you know, third, fourth, fifth teamers. But at the from the very beginning, he was doing some great things. And he was catching passes from not just one quarterback, but by two. And uh, we've got to give him some props. And if he hasn't made the roster, I will be shocked. And I think most of Cleveland Browns nation will be shocked. I certainly hope that the Browns are – paying attention to what we're seeing and hopefully they are now on a sour note, you know, we haven't talked at all today about Cade York. I, the kid is a complete and utter mess. You and I both know that. And I pray to God that the Brownies organization sees this for what it is. Now, right now they are supporting the kid and saying that they back him. They're not going to bring in competition, but for God's sakes, if they don't do anything, this is going to be a nightmare, a nightmare for the Browns. If they go into this season with Cade York as their as their kicker, it's going to end badly. You and I know probably better than the organization that's what's going to happen. If you've been a Browns fan long enough, you know what's about to happen if they keep Cade York. The kid is has fear in his eyes. You can see it. You and I both can see it. Why doesn't the Browns organization want to do anything about it? Are they scared? Are they um, worried that they're going to ruin this kid's confidence? The kid's confidence is already shattered. Now, the kid is a, you know, he posted something on Instagram or had somebody post for him on his Instagram account at halftime of the game stating that he had kicked three field goals already, blah, blah, blah. Well, then a point, you know, that got a lot of blowback after the game because he missed two, not just one try, but two tries. First, a 47-yard field goal. Then there was a penalty. He had another opportunity to make the 42-yard field goal, and then he he blew that one as well. The kid after the game, give him props. He, he stood in front of the cameras, and he talked about the situation. Kid seems very, very confident, overly confident. Someone mentioned, you know, if this was Johnny Football, uh, Johnny Manziel, having posted something on Instagram, we would be he would be run out of town instantly. The fact that we uh, the Browns haven't spoken very much to that uh, Instagram post that was for later deleted, and have this kid's back is concerning. And I don't feel confident one bit 
having that kid go into week one against the Cincinnati Bengals and kick field goals. We want touchdowns, but you and I know that we need field goals from a time or two. And if this kid goes into these games, he will lose games for the Browns this season. And if you want this team to get to the Super Bowl, the Browns need to identify that now and get another person in here. I don't care who it is. Drag somebody off the street. It's all mental. And this kid is mentally screwed up. I think probably the kid's a real nice guy, but he is just scared out of his mind when he gets on that field. And if he says anything, otherwise he's not telling the truth. <laughs> so, um, so those are the situations you got their high of Austin Watkins. You got your low of Cade York. Lots more to talk about this week. The Browns again are going to be playing many of their starters in this game against the Kansas city chiefs out there in KC. The last time the Browns were out in Kansas city was the, I believe the playoff. Well, the post playoff game was the first game of the 2021 season happened to be out there for that game as well. Heartbreaking loss. Browns dominated the chiefs in that one lost at the very end. Obviously this is preseason. It doesn't count. It would be good to see the Browns do some good things, but really none of it counts. So I just pray to God that no one gets injured and uh, the Browns prepare themselves to play on September 10th against the Bengals in week one at home. Should be a great first game of the season. This week, we've got many shows. We've already had our uh, Dog Pound South show with Steve Gill, which was great. Tune in to him. I'll have that posted out again tomorrow. We we already pushed it out yesterday. We're going to push it out again. Um, I've also got our Johnny Cleveland show coming up later this week. We've got Joel K coming all coming up with his "What the Elf Was That," and then he and uh, Elliot have their new Brainiacs show. Awesome takes. They've been inviting some great guests. They had a Philadelphia Eagle beat writer um, on last week, which was awesome to hear and listen to. So tune into those. Uh, the Brainiacs will be on. Our Fanatical Elves show will be coming on. Tune in for that. We'll be having more giveaways this week on our Fanatical Elves Network. Got, uh, I got a nice new T-shirt we're going to be posting on social media that you might like to uh, get. You just got to follow the show and retweet the post. All right, folks. I hope wherever you're listening from that you have a great rest of your day, wherever that is, and that we look forward to bringing you the best coverage of Browns football this season. Take care, everybody. Go Browns!